Thank you for joining us today for Book One, A Boy Named David, in A Boy Named David series. This episode is from the published story, A Boy Named David, available on Amazon.com's Kindle Vela platform and also available on Amazon.com as a published novel in paperback and hardback format. Book Two, A Boy Named Flynn, is also available on Amazon.com on the Kindle Vela platform and as a paperback. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, One World Group, a literary group. I'm Jackie Aguirre-Gross, and I will be leading you through the world of David. So sit back, close your eyes, and open your mind to the world of David Hackenfeld. Episode 19, Sleep or spells. Jay and David arrived at David's apartment with the air people in tow. Jay set up the spellcraft, or as David called it, her voodoo stuff, as laid out in Grandma's old book. The book called for various items, an old pot, candles, and herbs. Jay found a knife. She began chopping the herbs, she started with the parsley, sage, rosemary, then thyme. The water in the old pot began to boil. She transferred the herbs into the pot, and they began bobbing up and down with the bubbles in the pot. Next, she cut the tea bag of chamomile. She took a teaspoon and measured an approximate pinch of this tea into the boiling water. David sat quietly and watched. Say, Jay, asked David, why did your grandma have this book? Was she into witchcraft and black magic? Not to my knowledge, David, but this book is kind of neat. It has this red leather cover and a bunch of scrolls. These pictures are hand-painted and with gold dust here on the edges. It might have been a collector's item. I don't know. It's kind of neat looking, you know, for the bookshelf, if anything. It doesn't look like it's been opened much. The binding made a crackling sound when I opened it. Jay finished her item prep and propped her book open to the desired page. The paper in this book was some sort of cream vellum. Jay regarded the page and concluded to herself that it might be some sort of animal skin. The page was illustrated in ornate writing. Jay imagined the person who actually wrote this book. It was apparent that the words were handwritten and it appeared that a quill may have been used. The top of the page had the title of the spell, which was written in all capitals. Jay transferred half of the contents of the pot into a cleanly washed mason jar. She sealed the jar tightly and placed it back into the old pot with the other half of the brew still boiling away. Jay read, to put your foe to sleep. Spell lasts two points, 30 minutes. The spell stated to put one, one's foe to sleep. Repeat the spell three times and your foe will sleep for two points. Moonlight above with starlight alight. Your dreams are a flight, and you will sleep good tonight. Jay was getting into the drama of the spell. 
she picked up an old wooden ladle spell and waved it over the pot. David noticed that the room was starting to smell weird. He made a face and looked at the air people who sat quietly watching Jay intently. Jay spoke the spell. Nothing happened, except that the boiling sound became a bit louder. David thought to himself, geez, I hope she's not gonna burn my pot. Jay then lit the white candle, then added some chamomile over the flame. The flecks of teeth sparked lightly and created a burning smell. David thought to himself again, please don't set the smoke alarm off. Jay repeated this process for the final time. Upon completion, she placed the lid of the old pot securely down over the mason jar. She turned to David and raised her arms up. She made her voice sound like a character she once saw in a movie. It was a witch doctor. She spoke loudly. The spell is complete. The queue is replete with sleep. David watched her and rolled his eyes, being very careful that Jay didn't see it. He thought this was incredibly stupid, but he didn't say it. He liked Jay too much and he knew she was trying what she could do to get his violins back. David wondered if this was a part of being a boyfriend, that he had to listen to crazy ideas and make believe that he was really interested. David thought that if this didn't work, he would call an emergency service in someone else's name and crawl out of his window, walk the sill, and try to open Q's window. He would then crawl in and get his violins. David's mind drifted. Am I really Jay's boyfriend? Jay beamed with accomplishment. Then suddenly, the loudest pop occurred frightening everyone in the room. David got up immediately and turned off the stove. He moved the old pot off the burner. He removed the lid. And what had happened was that the lid from the mason jar detached and hit the lid of the old pot. Jay beamed. The spell is complete, David! David looked at Jay and said, How do we know it worked? He said this with a straight face, but he was dying to laugh. Jay looked at David, and for a moment she eyed him deeply. Then she raised her right eyebrow and summoned her air person. Jay continued to eye David, but her straight face finally gave in to a smile. Air person Jay, can you go to Q's apartment and see if he's asleep? If he is, I need you to please go to the front door and try your best to unlock the door. Air person Jay complied. She floated down the hallway. The lights in the hallway were half lit and half burned out. It was a bit creepy to go down the hallway at night. But air person Jay persevered. Air person Jay reached Q's door. She willed herself to float through the door. She looked for Q. She didn't see him anywhere. Not in the kitchen, not in the living room, dining room. She went into his bedroom. He 
wasn't there. Then she saw him. She left quickly. He had fallen asleep on the toilet. She wanted to laugh aloud, but she knew this was a vital mission. She quickly left the bedroom. She quietly shut the bedroom door. She then floated away through the apartment. She reached the front door. Jay and David waited on the other side. There was 15 minutes left. Airperson Jay willed herself to turn the deadbolt. She couldn't grasp it. She tried and tried. Soon there was only eight minutes left. She finally lost her temper. Airperson Jay let out a full range of fury large enough to circle the planet. Magically, the bolt turned and click, it opened. David entered the apartment. He went straight to the closet. His own airperson gave him instructions as to where the violins were in the closet. Luckily, the closet had few things in it and David found the violins and bow. He examined the violins and sure enough, they were his. They looked like they were in excellent form. David suddenly heard a voice in the back of his head. David, please hurry. We only have three minutes left. David quickly and quietly made his way to the front door. From the back of the apartment, David heard a toilet flush. Oh gee, I have to get out of here. David quickly opened the front door and shut it. He and Jay ran down the hallway and back into his apartment. David looked at his violins. Okay, we need to get out of here. David and Jay heard a door slam down the hall somewhere. Do you think that's him? David answered, I don't know. And he turned off all the lights. Both he and Jay stood in the apartment in the dark, afraid to move or even breathe. Footsteps could be heard coming closer from down the hallway. Jay looked at David. Did you lock the front door? David handed his violins and bow to Jay and tiptoed his way to the front door. Quietly, he turned the bolt and chained the front door. Sudden scratching noise, noises appeared in the balcony. Jay peered out of the glass door. There she saw a sight for sore eyes. There stood Battle Cat and Air Hattie, saddles ready and equipped. Jay and David made their way to the balcony and strapped themselves onto the Air Cats. They rode back to Jay's home via the cats. Since Grandma lived above her shop, it wasn't like an apartment building. The other merchants used their upper units for their business offices. No one at this hour was present. It was the middle of the night. David rosined his bow and played his Del Jesu first. He hadn't seen this violin in almost five years. Jay offered him his mute, but he refused. The violin who referred to itself as the golden age rang out for the first time in five years. The violin resonated at 1.25 hertz and the rich, darker tones as opposed to the Stradivarius were evident. David started the first few bars of Gosha. The darkness of the notes filled the room. 
Jay got a little creeped out because it sounded so dark. But for 60 bucks, it sure sounded great. It had a rich dark tone in the lower G, yet it emitted an eerie, powerful sound as opposed to the sweet-sounding Stradivarius. David often thought that when this violin was missing, that it was such a shame. There were pieces of music he wanted to play but didn't bother to because his Stradivarius didn't have the right sound. He knew that his Dalgezu would have been the right choice to use. It was a sheer personal preference, but since he knew that his violin was the right one to use for these pieces, he just didn't bother to play them anymore. He ran the bow over the strings and began to play a cover song by Ed Sheeran, Perfect. The song started out in the darkest low notes of the G string and rose up higher and higher to the E string sweetly christening the lighter tones, but yet keeping with the seriousness of the tune. It sounded so beautiful. David played the song and Jay could hear the lyrics in her mind. We fell in love when we were kids. Yes, we did, she thought. That's us. <laughs> 